Hey guys, welcome to Give Me Five The Facts, your daily gaming news show where I do the research so you don't have to. Today is Saturday, October 14th, and we are starting today off, as usual, with the daily speed run. A few really interesting things happening today, so let's jump right in. If you remember a few days ago, we talked about Humble Bundle and some of their deals. Humble Bundle is an organization that supports gamers and charities by bringing games to gamers at a really low price, but bundles them together so that you can pay what you want and the money goes towards a charity of your choice. So they also have their own online store where they have other deals, but the bundled games themselves are what they're known for best. Uh, well, IGN just acquired Humble Bundle altogether. The financial terms of the deal were not disclosed, but it sounds as if IGN wants to allow for them to continue business as usual with the added perk of a little more financial freedom having a company like IGN backing them up. The folks from Humble Bundle seem to like the deal for obvious reasons, but also CEO Jeffrey Rosen said in a blog post that he believes IGN truly shares the same vision for uh, uh, same vision and passion for games rather and they believe in their mission to in quotes promote awesome digital content while helping charity i really like that one personally it makes me feel all gooey inside and knowing that humble bundle itself is not going away but if anything should be doing even cooler stuff in the future makes me happy uh, next up, Super Mario Odyssey news. Yesterday, the first review leak happened, and today people are speedrunning the demo. By the way, I mean the demo that you play in the actual physical stores themselves. They are actual people going to places like Target and recording speedruns using handheld cameras and such. As weird as it sounds to me at first, I think this is awesome because it gives us a glimpse of what is to come for speedruns in the future, but this demo only covers the first area called Tostarina. The best speedrun that I could find was 5 minutes and 28 seconds, where most of it was just playing the game like normal and knowing where to go for the moon coins that you pick up. There were a few instances watching it though where it appeared that you could legitimately skip over certain pieces of the map, and honestly I just think that means there's even more opportunity to get better. Speaking of all this competition though, from now until October 25th, Niantic is hosting a Pokemon Go AR photography contest. This means you better flip that AR mode back on while catching your new Pokemon. Here are the deets. To participate, take a screenshot of a Pokemon in a cool place out in the wild, or just be creative and post it to Instagram with the hashtag uh, Pokemon Go contest. Be careful though, a quote from the how to enter section warns us that uh, photos were in it, individual that is really hard to, for me to say for some reason photos where an individual appears in or is identifiable in the photo will not be considered and will be deemed void so no portraits with your friends feels bad man the fortunate thing though is that you have the ability to enter three different photos but of course can only use one instagram account also, if you win, you get a signed poster from the Pokemon Go team and a pair of wireless Bluetooth earbuds. I have no idea how the earbuds are relevant, if they're going to look cool or what brand they are, but either way, it sounds like enough to get some people back out there in another cool new fashion. Uh, Alright, rapid fire time. Keep your eyes peeled for more information on this one in the future, but on November 1st, the new Razer phone should be released. It will very likely incorporate cool features like a significant support of the cloud to offload unused data, which was a staple of the smartphone made by Nextbit before they were acquired by Razer. No prices just yet, but the specs are out, and the most important pieces of hardware seem to be the 8 gigs of RAM and the Snapdragon processor that they're using. Once again, more on that later. EA has responded to the outcry of people, by the way, against their economy in Battlefront 2. They didn't say they would take out much of the pay-to-win aspect entirely, but instead mentioned that we haven't seen all that it can do, and they're going to be tweaking it much more between now and launch. 
The goal is to have the only the best of the best weapons and such attainable through gameplay, not through loot boxes that you can buy. They didn't explain the cutoff in depth of what level, level of weaponry you could get your hands on using real money, but that's where my main concern is. And last but not least, there's a huge controversy over using custom controllers of sorts during Smash Bros tournaments. The sad part that I came across was that there are some people that physically can't use their regular controllers due to health issues and things regarding motor functions in their hands. So a controller like the Smashbox, which is the old school arcade cabinet style controller that you typically see in a lot of fighting games, would end up being a great alternative. But the ban includes all of these because it apparently gives too much of an advantage over the regular controllers. It doesn't seem right to me, but I'm sure the story will develop too so we'll keep it going. But once again, thank you guys for listening. Comment here on Anchor or the podcast Instagram uh, or, in, or Twitter at Gimme5Podcast and let me know your thoughts on any of these topics so we can keep the conversation going. Anyways, I will see you guys next time.